put on your yarmulke? Here comes Hanukkah. <laughs> that's that's uh, Adam Sadler's song. Um, so I hope you all got your yarmulke on tonight. You know, we're in the season of preparing for Hanukkah, which begins next week on Thursday evening, December 10th. And so I want to share a few thoughts related to this season with you. And uh, I want to tie it together with a couple of thoughts from our Torah portion for this Shabbat. So though initially Hanukkah is a minor holiday, it has become one of the models of Jewish holidays. Hanukkah commemorates the victory of the Jews over the Syrian Greeks in 164 before the Common Era and is celebrated by lighting the Hanukkah or menorah for eight days, eating latkes, potato uh, cakes, and playing dreidel, spinning the top, right? And I thought I would give you a pop quiz to check your knowledge of Hanukkah. So put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah, okay? So first qu quiz question. What, and these are some trivia questions about Hanukkah, what rule were the Jews under during the time of the Hanukkah story? A, Roman rule, B, Syrian Greek rule, C, Hasmonean rule, or Arabian rule? Syrian Greek rule. Good, you're on a roll here. All right, if you played dreidel in Jerusalem, the letters on the dreidel would stand for Nes Gadol Hayasham, Nes Katan Hayapo, Nes Gadol Hayapo, or Nes Katan Hayasham. How many of you know the Hebrew? All right, what, which one is it? It is, it is C. Yes, you're correct. Nes gadol hayapo means a great miracle happened here if you're playing it in Jerusalem because it's in Israel. But if we're playing dreidel here in the States or somewhere outside of Israel, we would say nes gadol hayasham, a great miracle happened there in Israel. Okay. The Greek king at the time of the Hanukkah story was... Ahas, Ahasveros, Antiochus, Alexander, or Antigon? B is correct, Antiochus, okay? All right. Four, number four, what town was the Maccabee family from? Tel Aviv, Shushan, Modim, or Damascus? Modim, which is somewhere near between Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, okay? How many blessings, number five, do we say on the first night of Hanukkah? Is it one, two, three, or four? First night. There are actually three on the first night, okay? And the other nights it's two, okay? <laughs> this is tradition, folks. This is tradition, okay? We, we don't get too bogged down in tradition, but anyway, that is what the tradition says. Number six, in which Hebrew month does Hanukkah fall? Nisan, Elul, Adar, or Keslev? Kislev, Kislev, okay. Kislev, okay. True or false? Question seven. The book of Maccabees is considered part of Jewish scripture. True or false? False. Not considered part of Jewish scripture. Okay. Number eight. In which direction are the Hanukkah candles lit? Whatever direction you want, right to left, left to right, or whatever way you put the candles in, which is the correct answer. Actually, it's C. So you're supposed to put the candles 
if, if, if this is, okay, this is our Hanukkah. So you're supposed to actually put them in. So each day you add a candle, right? So you're supposed to put them in right to left, this way, but you light them left to right. Okay, that's, that's the tradition. Okay. All right. What does Maoz Zur, a traditional Hanukkah song, literally mean? A, holy oil. B, rocky fortress. C, restored temple. D, jelly donut. <laughs> B, rocky fortress. Right. All right. Ten. How many sons did Mattathias, the Maccabee father, have? Seven, four, five, or three? C, five, yes, five. And one of them was named Judah, okay, Judah. All right, what is another name for the dreidel? Shemen, Sufganiyot, Latke, Sivivon. D, correct, Sivivon is the name in, uh, of the dreidel, another name for the dreidel. All right, at least... How long must the Hanukkah candles burn for? It, it doesn't matter, one half hour, full hour, or 18 minutes. The correct answer is B, one half hour. Okay. Number 13, again, tradition, folks. All right, don't worry about it. Which type of oil should a Hanukkah be kindled with? Uh... Olive oil, yes, right. And then gelt means money in which language? Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek, or Yiddish? Yiddish, correct. Which of these Jews is mentioned in Adam Sandler's original Hanukkah song? Ann Landers, Henry Kissinger, Winona Ryder, Steven Spielberg? No. Ann Landers and her sister, dear Abby, okay, he mentions. Yeah, that was a tricky one. Okay, and that was the last question, trivia question. By the way, if you haven't uh, heard his original um, Hanukkah song, you should uh, go on YouTube and, and search it out and uh, listen to it. It's fun. So, our Torah portion. Let me see if I've got uh, my slides right here. I forgot to go forward. But our Torah portion is found in Genesis 32, verse 3 through chapter 36, verse 43. And um, it's called Vayishlach, or he sent. And the opening verse says, Then Jacob sent messengers before him to his brother Esau to the land of Seir, the field of Edom. Now, Jacob sent messengers to Esau because he wanted to find favor in his brother Esau's sight. You see, when Jacob left some 20 years earlier, he was not on good terms, was he, with his brother Esau. His brother was bitter towards him for taking his birthright and his blessing. And Esau hated Jacob and he said in his heart that after his father's death and mourning was passed, that he would kill Jacob. And now, in our Torah portion for this week, Jacob is returning 20 years later, and he fears that that bitterness of his brother still could lead to disaster for him. You know, to be bitter or not be bitter is a choice. We each must make, and we make it throughout life. We can be tempted to be bitter 
like Esau, when we feel others have taken advantage of us or feel that they have cheated us. Bitterness can come between family members, friends, and it can also come between us and God. Fortunately for Jacob, it seems that Esau had, Esau had forgotten and gotten over his bitterness. Let us remember that being bitter does not do anybody any good. And let us be thankful for the blessing God gives us and choose the good by forgiving one another. At the point that Jacob is still wondering, even fearful or perhaps even depressed about this meeting with his brother Esau, an unknown assailant assaults him in the darkness of night. Have you ever struggled with fear or depression about circumstances in your life? Maybe just anxiety over something? Only to discover that your real struggle is with trusting God. This is the case with Jacob. Jacob wrestles him down. And he refuses to let go of this mysterious assailant, even demanding a blessing of him. And the assailant asks him, what is your name? What is your name? And he says, Jacob, of course. As Jacob holds on to the man with all his strength, he answers, Yaakov in Hebrew, meaning heel grabber, grabbing the heel. Remember when he was born, he was grabbing his brother Esau's heel coming out of the womb. The name is a reference to his talent for not letting go. It's a wrestling term, a wrestling name, heel grabber. We learn from the text that it's none other than the angel of the Lord that Jacob wrestles with through the night. And this man, the angel of the Lord, said, your name will no longer be Yaakov, Jacob, but rather Israel, Yisrael, for you have struggled with God and with men, and you have overcome the name Jacob represented Jacob's life before encountering God. It, it represented his old nature. The name Israel represented Jacob's life after encountering God in this wrestling match. And it represented his new nature and new destiny. Israel would be one who overcame, as his name means, an overcomer. It And and he's triumphant with God. A genuine encounter with God is life-changing. It is a sort of wrestling match. Scripture teaches us that through faith in Yeshua, through faith in Jesus, the Messiah, we are born again as a new creation. In Messiah, we have a whole new identity. Paul speaks of our old identity as the old self. He declares that for the believer, the old self was crucified with Messiah in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. Therefore, if anyone is a Messiah, we're told in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he is what? A new cre creation, new creation, new creature, whichever one. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. In the book of Revelation, the master describes Israel, the nation of Israel, in terms of those who overcome. 
the ones who overcome are the ones even the ones given eternal life they're given paradise they're given new names like jacob who became israel the ones who overcome are given white garments a place in the book of life a place beside the throne of messiah and sonship in short the overcomers are the saved they are the redeemed revelation 2 7 says he who to him who overcomes i will grant to eat of the tree of life which is in the paradise of god revelation 2 11 says he who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death revelation 2 17 to him who overcomes to him i will give hidden manna a white stone and a new name revelation 2 26 3 12 21 21 7 again they talk about overcoming and being given authority over the nations and much more friends it is our trust in the redeeming saving work of yeshua that transforms our old nature to a new nature and gives us new destiny what is the key to being an overcomer it's having a wrestling match with the living god and holding on to him and the blessing he gives and this is what hanukkah is about it's about dedication to god becoming an overcomer who gains the victory through trusting in Yeshua. After meeting his brother Esau, we read in Genesis chapter 33, verse 17, that Jacob journeyed to Sukkot, and he built a house for himself and for his livestock. He made booths. And this is the reason the place is called Sukkot. Jacob's years outside Canaan is a foreshadow of the future exile of the Jewish people from the land of Israel. His return to Canaan foreshadows the return of the Jewish people from exile. And living in Sukkot, or temporary shelters, foreshadows the future days when Israel would dwell in temporary huts. This connects to the Feast of Sukkot, which God later established as an annual feast in the autumn. Jacob did not build his temporary shelters or Sukkot to keep the festival by the same name, yet the Lord commanded his descendants to imitate him by building Sukkot annually as a reminder of their journey to the promised land during which they lived in huts and booths. And here actually is a connection to Hanukkah. You see, in the second book of Maccabees, which quotes from a letter sent around 125 before the Common Era from the Hasmoneans to the leaders of the Egyptian Jewelry. The holiday is called the Festival. I'm talking about Hanukkah now. It was called at that time the Festival of Sukkot, celebrated in the month of Kislev, rather than Tishrei. Tishrei is in the earlier autumn, when Sukkot is the time of Sukkot, 15th of Tishrei, and the 25th of Kislev is when Hanukkah is kept, a little bit later in the winter, usually in December. And so this letter back in 125, before the time of Messiah, was saying that this was called the Festival of Sukkot, celebrated in the month of Kislev. And the reason was that the Jews were still in caves fighting as guerrillas on Tishrei, 
in 164 before the Common Era. They could not properly honor the holiday of Sukkot with the eight days of Shemni Atzeret. Shemni Atzeret's the eighth day. And so, and that was a temple holiday, but they couldn't do it because they didn't have possession of the temple. They couldn't celebrate Sukkot. So it was postponed until after the recapture of Jerusalem and the purification of the temple. This is not the Talmudic legend of the cruise of oil that explains the eight-day form of Hanukkah. The use of the candles, we have the Hanukkah and the, the candles here, and the use of the candles reflects the later reported tradition of Simchat Beit HaShoava, or the rejoicing water-drawing festival in the house of the Lord. The, this was an all-night time of dancing of the temple on Sukkot that required tall outdoor lamps to flood light on the dance floor of the temple courtyard. And they celebrated it for eight days with gladness like Sukkot. And they recalled how a little while before, during Sukkot, they had been wandering in the mountains and the caves like wild animals. So carrying lulavs, these palm branches waved on Sukkot. And they offered hymns of praise. Perhaps they were the Hallel Psalms to God who had brought to pass the purification of his own place, his own house. Hanukkah means dedication. And it recalls the rededication of the temple in Jerusalem in the month of Kislev. And this corresponds to the spiritual dedication of our lives to God. We read in Genesis 35 that Jacob went on to have a rededication of his own life at Bethel, house of God. And here we see another connection to Hanukkah. When the house of God was rededicated, there in Jerusalem. Friends, in Messiah, our bodies are the temple of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. And he comes to dwell in us when we put our trust in Yeshua. And as we, read, as we dedicate our lives to following him, the Spirit of God will cleanse and consecrate our lives of all defilement and make us to be vessels of honor set apart for God's service and for his glory. And friends, our part, though, is to continually yield. We have to yield to give, to surrender to the working of the Spirit of God within us. Are you presenting your bodies, your life, a living sacrifice to him, to the Lord? You know, when we do this, when we recognize this is our holy and acceptable spiritual service to God. God wants to bless us. He wants to fill us with his presence and he wants to work through us that he receives all the honor and the glory through our lives. But is there something in your life that does not honor God, that he wants you to turn from? I want you to think about that tonight. In the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 22 through 39, during Hanukkah, Yeshua was challenged by the Judean leaders to say straight whether or not he was the Messiah. And Yeshua tells them that he has already told them that he is the Messiah, but they don't believe. And Yeshua drew their attention to the fact of their unbelief. 
Why do people not believe in Yeshua? Even though the works of Yeshua that he did and that he does today testify of him. They don't believe because they are not his sheep. His sheep will hear his voice and follow him. And Yeshua gives his sheep eternal life. They will never perish and no one will snatch them from his hand, he says. Hallelujah, friends. This is great news that Yeshua declared at Hanukkah. And then Yeshua says an amazing thing. I and the Father are one in John chapter 10, verse 30. Not only is he, prom not only is he the promised Messiah of Israel, but he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And just as the prophet Isaiah had declared, Behold, the virgin will conceive. When she is giving birth to a son, she will, call, she, he will, she will call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. And Yeshua's statement of he and the Father being one was very clear to the Judean leaders. They understood Yeshua was declaring himself to be God, and that is why they picked up stones and were ready to stone Yeshua right then and there because they saw him as blaspheming. But as they tried to capture him again, Yeshua escaped from their hand. There would be one, there would be on another, uh, there would be on, it would be on another time and another feast that was prophetically appointed for Yeshua to give his life as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But Hanukkah was not to be the timing of his death. Yet Hanukkah reminds us of who Yeshua is. He is Messiah. He is God in the flesh. He is the one who wrestled with Jacob and blessed him. Yeshua is the great shepherd of the sheep, and those hearing his voice will follow him. As Hanukkah approaches, let us consider these questions of faith. Do we believe in Yeshua? that he's Messiah, that he's God in the flesh? Do we trust him to help us overcome the sin of unbelief in our daily lives? Are we coming to him who is the light of the world to expose the sin in our own lives? Are we actually seeing what we are supposed to see or are we blind and in the dark? Are we his sheep who hear his voice and follow him? Hanukkah is not only the Feast of Dedication, but also it's known as the Feast or Festival of Lights. And Yeshua is the light of the world who's come to expose the darkness and shine the light and life of God to all who come to him. Thanks be to God who keeps giving us the victory through our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Therefore, my dearly, bro my dearly loved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Hallelujah and happy Hanukkah. Father, we thank you for this season. May it be a season, Father, where we allow Yeshua, the light of the world, to shine into our lives and to show us anything that's of darkness that remains there that we need to confess to you. We need to surrender to you. We need to allow you to come in and fill us with your spirit anew and afresh. May we do that even tonight, and may you be praised, honored, and glorified through our lives. In Yeshua's name, amen.